Showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. We are the proud recipient of the 2018 Relatively Geeky Network's Best Podcast, I Guess It On Award. So this is an award-winning podcast. We're here on Planet Mongo in our recording studio, set up just outside Emperor Ming's throne room. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. And joining me, as always, is the Zarkov to my flash, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Christados? Well, I'm feeling a little breeze in my legs. (laughs) And I'm looking around the room here that we're broadcasting in, and am I the only one that doesn't change and took my pants off and put on the Mongo gear? Hey, I mean, if you're comfortable in it, that's fine. I guess I'm the only one that is covered up. I don't know about Jason. <laughs> I wasn't told to wear pants, and I didn't come wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally cool on Mongo. <laughs> told them to pack late. They said pack late, I guess. Well, you know, I had to make room for some other stuff that I brought up here, but. <laughs> pants didn't make the cut. I like the feel of the breeze on my Mongos. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining me is the ugliest Dale Arden of all time, my brother Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick. How are we doing today, Jason? Flame. <laughs> As played by Mary Jane Watson. It's not Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm Dale Arden. Where I come from, you got to pay extra for the Tunnel of Terror, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to move along. Uh <laughs> Oh, we, also, uh, we also have with oh us the God. merciless ruler, Emperor Delvin the Dark Web Williams. And how are you doing this morning, Your Excellency? I'm doing very good. I want to invite you all to my wedding. I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah. There's gonna... Is there pants optional? Or... <laughs> of course. Of course, pants are pants are optional. You know, if it's going to be that type of party, you put your mongos in the mashed potato. <laughs> well, if this is your wedding, I'll wear my formal tidy whities Right. <laughs> And, and, you know, there's going to be an oracle there. There's going to be a lot of, like, creepy dancers and everything. It's basically like a Rick James party back in the 70s. Ooh. Is it one of those 13 gong parties? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you may have heard that we have a guest with us today. We have a special guest with us straight from, would you like to say the name of his show, Pat? Unpacking the power of the power pack because the power pack power can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Close First take. I've been practicing, really. I got we a have, different versions. We have Rick, the Dark Web Heineken. Welcome to the show, Rick. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And I've taken over the Dark Web. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I can't do that. I can't do that to Delvin, though, man. I, I can't do that to him. Don't worry, Jared can. He does all the time. <laughs> it's a fun game. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you inviting me on. This is great. Oh, thanks for being here. I got the invitation and immediately set to work finding the tightest shorts I could find. And, uh, <laughs> the hardest part is the armor that I usually wear was a little tight. It's been a while since I wore it, so I had to get it loosened out. But once I got my torso all armored up and my tight, tight shorts on, I was ready to show up to this party. You want to have a very armored upper torso and then a very yeah. breezy lower half is what you want. <laughs> The temperature on Mongo, it fluctuates. You know, it's really cold on the top, really warm down below. Well, what we usually do when we have our guests on is you get to answer the one-two punch of questions. And they are as follows. What is your first memory of Flash Gordon? And then the follow-up to that is what is your favorite iteration of the character Flash Gordon? Well, the first time that I was exposed to Flash. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. I apologize. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> 
I want to say that I probably read some serials back in the Sunday comics. And then I think I saw the 80s movie for the first time when I was in high school. So really, the, the iteration for me is always going to be from the 80s movie. And okay. it's really easy because you hear the Queen song play and mm-hmm. that's in your mind. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody says Flash Gordon, it's like you have to follow it up with <laughs> it's it's in the constitution so yes it is that's my real big exposure to flash the character never really grabbed me much but <laughs> it, 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 he wasn't he wasn't that interesting or exciting but at the same time i always recognized that he was kind of the precursor to other action and superheroes and i don't think we would be where we are today mm-hmm. without a lot of what was first presented with flash gordon back in the early time so even though it was like oh it's flash gordon not interested but at the same time i like the fact that he, he's got a place in the classic literature for mm-hmm. yes. comics and superheroes yes like we mentioned in the last episode this serial that we're watching came out just two years after the comic strip launched so this yeah. is sort of like your our very first explosion of popularity comic book hero you could probably toss in maybe tarzan came obviously came more from the novels but comic strips and mm-hmm. movies and serials and whatnot but yeah yeah you're absolutely right this this is a historical character and it's i think everyone's going to agree by the end of the show it's just fun to watch these old serials it is there's so much good stuff in there. Well, speaking of this here show, what's it all about? Pat, can you enlighten us? I sure can, Jared. Let me tell you. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's a vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll continue our dive into 1936's Flash Gordon serial, Space Soldiers. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> 1936's Flash Gordon serial was produced by Henry McRae. It starred Buster Crab as Flash Gordon, Gene Rogers as Dale Arden, Charles Middleton as Emperor Ming, Priscilla Lawson as Princess Aura, and Frank Shannon as Professor Zarkoff. So grab your ray gun, fire up your rockets, and blast off to adventure. So, Pat, you're telling me that not only do you play some piano and we've heard Mm -hmm. you play violin, but you also program 8-bit MIDI chip music? That's a little thing I've started doing in between editing. Looks like he's tapping into the technology of Planet Mongo. That's, yes. Very impressive. Yep. I pushed on one of those. It takes a while because on Mongo, there's a lot of these bigger levers that you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> like a big piano board, but I got to up and down these levers. I think it would be hard, too, because you know, the flashing lights you kick over the mm-hmm. you know, epileptic seizure at the same time, too. And that just <laughs> interferes with my programming every time. The nice thing is, since I don't wear pants, those levers, I don't get my pants caught on the levers. Oh, oh it's a safety I'm, thing. I'm, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's OSHA. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> and that also goes back to the ergonomics, too. With it being so low and no pants, mm. you see what you get. Yeah. Oh, hopefully no one gets caught pulling your lever in private. Are you programming the music directly into one of those machines, or do you, like, plug the violin, and then it acts as, like, a translation type thing? I'm actually, like, I'm pulling the levers. Okay, it's all lever pulls. Okay, it's all lever pulls. That makes it more impressive, because I can just see you running up and down a wall of levers. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Being able to run like that with no friction in between my legs, it's the best. 
Rick, do you play any instruments? And if not, make one up. Yeah, I play the electronic clarinet. I thought it was very useful in the production of this musical episode that Pat was so happy to help us program. I didn't know why he insisted that I play my electric clarinet only wearing the tight pants and not the armor (laughs) top. I felt a little uncomfortable about that, actually. Well, let's listen to a recording of of Rick on the electric clarinet. I'm pretty impressed. Wow. wow. <laughs> pretty impressed. You can tell from the quality of the sound, you can tell he's not wearing pants when he plays it. Yeah, it makes a difference. You feel like more free and you can move with the music better when you're playing. Yes. I was so scared. That is fear coming through, man. <laughs> you gotta trust me, Rick. You gotta trust me. <laughs> you know, Rick, it's like I said, I wake up just like everybody else. But when I take my pants off... <laughs> Take them off one leg at a time. Make gold records, baby. Gold records. <laughs> All right. I should probably get started with this episode summary here. Chapter two was titled Tunnel of Terror. The director was Frederick Stefani. The writers were Frederick Stefani, Ella O'Neill, George Plimpton, and Basil Dickey. With guest stars James Pierce as Prince Thun. As a reminder, all 13 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode. And then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at less than 20 minutes per episode, it is not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Flash. Everybody at once. One, two, three. I'm following Flash. Perfect. That's going to be excellent job, fellas. And with that, (laughs) let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. All right. Thank you, Delvin. I do want to put a quick reminder out to the audience. If you do go to check this out on YouTube, I know we told you to pause like 30 seconds ago, so you might not be hearing this. But if you do, go find a lot of the copies. The sound cuts out about 80% of the way through. So you might have to search around for a secondary copy to get the full sound. I think we all had to do that for this episode. True. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Okay.
This episode begins as Flash and Ara are falling to their death into a pit of giant lizards. However, some fast thinking from Ming results in a safety net being launched to prevent the demise of Flash and Ara. The pair escape through the secret catacombs as Dr. Zarkov gets comfortable with his pants-free lifestyle and actually seems to enjoy working in Ming's laboratory. Aura splits from Flash and returns to Ming's castle, seemingly to dispatch Dale out of jealousy. Meanwhile, Flash sees some ships approaching, hops into the rocket ship, and, true to form, immediately starts attacking the incoming force. <laughs> While battling, Flash and one of the other pilots crash into each other and subsequently to the ground. They both miraculously survive, crawl from the wreckage, and Flash, well, just guess what Flash does. Delvin sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, he fights the other pilot. In short order, Flash discovers the other pilot, Prince Thun, of the Lion Men, is no friend of Ming's. So the two of them team up and race through the catacombs to put the kibosh on the pending marriage of Ming and Dale. But they come across a giant dragon-like beast, and Flash finds himself in the crushing claws of the monster. Will Flash escape certain death? Will Dale marry Ming? Will Zarkov find a pair of pants? No. Tune in and find out. (laughs) Survey says no. (laughs) There's our summary, gents. Let's get into some highs and lows. We will always start with our guest. So, Mr. Rick, do you have a high or a low for your first round comment? Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with the high, just because. Guest. I'm going to say that I really liked the Dutch angles and the flash wipes. I I thought they were pretty kind of cool. I noticed that, too. I did, too. You know, I was like, how did they how are they doing these back in this day? I, I just enjoyed the fact that I, I did a little research really quickly before the show because I was curious about Dutch angles. <laughs> I have nothing else to do at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was really interested about the Dutch angles. It was still a relatively new invention that they had. Or it was as far as a um, technique they were using in film. So having it in here to really represent the fear, the terror, the impending doom. And then you're right about the flash wipes and the technology they were using at the time. It was kind of impressive just to see that sophistication on a quick throwaway short i agree and there was some shots too where you could tell they had what's the right word sort of insert shots inside of other shots to get scale yeah like the flash going to the rocket ship behind a cavern and it was like they did some really neat effects like you said for a throwaway show like this is a little serial they put some effort into it delvin you got hey. a higher or low brother uh i'm gonna go let's see with a high I like Prince's aura's absolute thirst. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to escape certain doom, and she's like, ooh, nice triceps. <laughs> <laughs> she gave him some eyes that would almost be X-rated at that time. Yes, those were some bedroom eyes. <laughs> oh, no, she went beyond the bedroom, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, oh, those, are some, eyes. those are some post-coital eyes. <laughs> she, had envisioned, she had envisioned the whole scenario with flash backwards and forwards it was a and i mean and and it's sure enough it's kind of feeding into her story where she was like oh yeah i absolutely go sit in this pod and, and i'll take care of everything she's like oh no dale arden she got she got to go <laughs> she was playing braille on his arms just like "Ooh, i am reading these muscles <laughs> dale arden gets no flash beat all flash meat is my flash meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Prince R is all freaking in. It is mm. It is something to behold. I kind of like oblivious flash, too. You know, he's like, yeah. you've got to find a way out of here. And I'm like, you are one heck of a superhero. Because I would have been like, yeah, I can spare three minutes. <laughs> if, if this was a James Bond movie. Oh, geez. I'm doing it for Queen and Country. <laughs> yeah, that guy was banging the gong pretty slow. He had time. 
<laughs> I'm sure there's a banging the gong joke in there somewhere. But... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pieces are there, folks. You put it together yourself. <laughs> Some assembly required. Pat, high or low, Pat? High or low? I consider it a high now. I'm going to say, and I, I keep mentioning it, but man, a lot of people are just working around with no pants on. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. It's just like fewer and fewer people are wearing pants. Arco's yeah. pantsless. Even Flash went pantsless in this one. He, he find and he's got. There's nothing wrong with his pants when he gets in the ship. His shirt's no, a little yeah, ripped. Shirt's all there was something wrong with his pants. Is that he had pants? <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I think he's got the manga and was like, just saw people just so happy and free. And he's like, I got to get it. I got to get, <laughs> I get me some of that. <laughs> well, it's Wait. like, like Pat said in the last episode, when the Mongo do as the Mongo do, right? Yeah. When those soldiers went running down the tunnel and you know, they, they got their big armored up tops and the yeah. short shorts. Anybody see History of the World Part 1? Quick Time March? <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help but think of Empress Stimfo. I love Quick Time March. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot of stuff to love about this, and I just keep finding something every time when I watch this. So I guess we got to pass it to helicopter, Jason. Sit Jason, back, take a break. I'm going to talk for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, kick back. Jason's got comments. Uh, pick a high or a low, man. High or low. I guess it's a high. It's just Flash has no middle speed. He's either <laughs> full stop or all in. And the one that I really appreciated in this episode is when he's interrogating the guard and the guard's like, I can't tell you. Talk to me! And he just starts choking the life out of him. He's like choking that to death, man. That's what I got. He, he does it a couple times in this. That's my other note. Is I, I, I Flash loves to choke. I personally like the interrogation technique of, I need words out of your throat. Let me choke you. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Why aren't you talking to me? That Christian Bale oh. Batman move on him. There's there's no gradual escalation. It's straight from, I'm asking you a question or I'm going to choke you out. There's some ships coming in. I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> like you don't even know who these people are. And it turns out they were on your side. <laughs> I think Delvin said it right the last episode. What does Flash do when he doesn't know what to do? Bites. Wah, 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 wah. Well, he's just a man. <laughs> with, with a man's courage, and that's what he's got to deal with there. Oh, my goodness. Rick, it's it's back to you, my friend. You have a high or a low for your second um, round. I'm going to say this is a low. It could be a high, depending upon how you look at it. But when those two ships crashed together, it was a little dirty. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of like two eagles mating. You know, when they, get, they spin down to the ground. The uh, lion men's ship. First of all, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> but then when, when Flash crashes his ship into it. When well, he penetrates it, the other ship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could say it's a high. I could say it's a low. I'm not quite sure there. It just depends on how you view a, if it. If you're in a rocket ship porn, it's a high. Uh. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that when those those ships did crash on the ground, I got to say that was a little bit of a low. It's like, wow, those are a couple of plastic models bouncing on the ground. <laughs> and you got to imagine, though, if they were real ships just bouncing and crashing like that, those guys would be all kinds of dead. Oh, yeah, they would be dead. You're like, hey, why isn't anybody coming out of the ships? Let's open it up. Ooh. need. <laughs> We're going to need some wet wipes here, guys. Uh, get the wet back. There is meat <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I can't believe how good of a fighter pilot Flash is. He, he saw the manual about how to uh, fly the f spaceship, and he fought it. And he, he won. 
it's not yeah. hard to figure out. He, he was he was his own pilot and navigator on that. Mm-hmm. On that yeah. He learned two jobs. He learned how to like you know maneuver well enough to fire at the enemy ships. Yeah. Flash is a force to be reckoned with. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Delvin, it's your turn for a higher or low, sir. Okay. Once again, I um, I'm a fan of the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I know that's how these serials end, but it mm-hmm. seems like Flash is in some serious trouble once again because you know he has that big creature with the claws, seemingly you know about to crush him to death. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets out of that. I did like the cliffhanger, and it fed into like the overall action of the of the serial for 19 minutes. It's a pretty engaging 19 minutes, and heck, mm-hmm. really, it's like 17 minutes mm-hmm. since they summarize what happened in the first mm-hmm. episode for the beginning of the second one. So lots of action and a, a great cliffhanger once again. I would agree with that. Patrick? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for some of the acting in this was I really enjoyed. There's a couple, two guys. I think one of, I don't know if the guy, if it's Thon or Thun. Thun and then, like rhymes with fun. And then you have the priest guy. And yes, like the soldier guy, too. They all kind of had like a same voice where they're like, I'm acting here. I'm reading my line. <laughs> it's the 1930s acting voice. Yes. Kind of cool. I thought, you know, they're like, I'm supposed to be playing somebody that you don't understand. Or I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty, really good acting. It's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Jason, you get the last comment, my friend. I want to end it on a high. So I'll say I thought the set pieces were pretty effective. I mean, they were simple, but you really did get kind of a menacing feel out of the tunnels. I like that big statue thing that they had in the temple. I think it was uh, the Oracle. Yeah, yeah. The Oracle. The Oracle. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. They had I all those dancers riding and moving in the hands. The the hands were moving around. Yeah, and yeah. People were and, lift, like, and lifting people up too. Yeah, right. I thought that was really cool. I thought the set pieces were really effective. And the altar where they were getting married. Uh, I will say that Gong guy is slow as hell. It's going to be a long time before <laughs> Meg gets married if he doesn't pick the pace up on that Gong. Well, but, it's a good uh, thing. It's a good good thing they had with the one guard who was giving exposition about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> You're from out of town. I'm here to tell you what's going on. <laughs> I'll be your tour guide today. Yeah, that's about where the sound went out. So I watched it all the way through with with no sound. Then I went back to find an episode that had the sound. And I'm glad I did, or else I wouldn't have got the 13 gong exposition. But at any rate, that's my high. I thought the sets were just. That really sounds like a great name for a band. 13 gongs. 13 gong exposition. 13 gongs exposition. I play keyboards for 13 gongs exposition. Electric clarinet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well done to the entire team. Now it is time to roll into the fun facts with Gerard. And here, got some good one for you today. Guest star James Pierce, who played Prince Thun made quite a career out of playing Tarzan in serials and on radio shows. Pierce once attended a party that was hosted by Tarzan creator Edgar Rice Burroughs, where the writer was so taken with Pierce that he demanded that he play Tarzan in the upcoming serial Tarzan and the Golden Lion. And Edgar wasn't the only Burroughs to be taken with Pierce. Shortly after the release of Tarzan and the Golden Lion, Pierce married Joan Burroughs, the author's daughter, who played Jane in the radio serials. James and Joan remained married until her death in the 1970s, and they are buried side by side in Indiana, and the names Tarzan and Jane are on their tombstones. How cool is that? I think we need to take a quest next time we're in Indiana to go find those those grave sites. I think it's in Shelbyville. All right. And just as an added fun fact to the fun fact, this one's a little bit sad, but kind of has a happy ending. 
Pierce spent his whole life all the way up till he died trying to find a copy of Tarzan and the Golden Lion. It was a silent film. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those were lost to time. And he never found one. Shortly after he died, though, they found an archival print of it in a foreign library. So it is it mm-hmm. has been found. It's sad he never got to see it. But the good news is it has been found. So that's cool. That's, yeah, that's weird. Cool. I have two copies. <laughs> <laughs> Very well played. <laughs> One of them I just wrap around my Christmas tree every year is film decoration. <laughs> I wanted to add something. No, and I think we're going to move we, on to ratings. No, no, um, <laughs> I think we should add a new segment. What's the new segment, Pat? For this one. Flash fights. Flash fights? Yeah, we count how many times flash fights and when he fights. I mean, there's only so high of a number that we can get to. (laughs) Isn't the answer all of the above? Yeah. yeah. It'd be like 17 to 19 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going to. I'm going to start counting that next episode. I'm counting flash Flash fights. fights. I think it would be more interesting to figure out what was his best fight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Do do you like rocket jet fight? Do you like when he fought Prince Dunn out the rocket jet? Do you like when he tried to fight the guards and choke that dude out? Or the, or the monster I, I, fight. I think the, uh, the 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 fight in the tunnel where he took out all the guards and the lion guy did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the lion guy nothing. had like three guys wailing on him and kicking him, so it took three no. guys off of flying. No, no, he had one. One. Yeah, he <laughs> took one. Flash no, took the rest. Flash took them all out. Looks around. <laughs> Line guys on the ground saying, "I'll take care of it. Don't worry about me." <laughs> you did nothing. <laughs> I got your back, Flash. <laughs> I got him right where I want him. Flash. Flash is right leaving you to deal with this. Flash yeah. is going to take care of the real monster. Yeah, Flash he's going to go like, take care of the chicken lobs- lobster monster. Yeah, Flash is like, do you? Do you really? I'm going to jack up these guys' knuckles with my main face. <laughs> Aha! You were not expecting me to bleed on you. That's how I know I'm winning. (laughs) I did notice that Flash actually did throw hands this time, as as opposed to just judo flipping Mm -hmm. folks Mm -hmm. all over the place. A little whap, 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 if you will. All right, let's get into our Ray Gun ratings. Everybody get out your ray guns. We don't keep any kind of addictive materials. No, Wait, uh, guys, guys, I noticed something, though. Pat, did you modify your ray guns to make it a vape pen? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dang it, man. No, it's a ray gun. Uh, oh, so you're in the laboratory creating music and vape pens. This uh, is what you're giving the Mongo Society. Music, yes, Pat. Vape pens, no. This is shameful. There's, there's a you know, uh, people are wanting the vape pens up there. Those people. Hey, we, we, we no people. Uh, we, lounge, we can lounge around and in your, you know. <laughs> No pants off. I say we give away when we hit Chubbins and Sweetums level. That's when they get the vape pins. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, our scale works on a one to five here. If you give it five ray guns, that means you loved it. That means you're basically looking at this episode the way Aura looks at Flash. Oof. If you gave it a four, you thought it was very good. If you gave it a three, you thought it was good. Two means it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. So what are you going to do to it, Delvin? (laughs) (laughs) Delvin, go ahead and give it a score. What do you think, man? Yeah, I can do that. I can give it a score. I can give it a four. I'm enjoying this serial so far. Uh, The first two episodes have been really fun. I was close to giving it a five because I was just really enjoying it. I don't really have much bad to say about it at all. Just very good. Let's go to our guest, Rick. What do you think, man? 
I think I'm going to follow you up with that four. I I've been I was going between three and four on it. I I wasn't as far as the five. I still found some things that I was like, hey, that's a little cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) I understand it's old school, but yeah, that's a little cheesy. And the chicken monster at the end. (laughs) I think he's awesome. (laughs) But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good. So yeah, I giving it four. Jason, how are you feeling about it? I think I'm landing in the same spot you folks have landed, solid four. I think there's probably a better episode out there, so I'm waiting to give it that five, but I can very easily give it a four. Pat, what do you think? I'm there right with you guys, too. It's a four for me. I really am enjoying this. Like Delvin said, I, I'm not watching ahead, so I don't know what happens. Yeah. So I was so excited to get to this episode. I'm like, oh, we're doing Flash today. I get to see what happens again. So definitely a four. Loving this. And just for the nostalgia and the cliffhanger kind of feel to it. Jared? Absolutely, Pat. Uh, We're going to open the door, get on the floor. Everybody's going to rate this one a four. This is just like you said, Pat. This is just fun to watch. I'm really glad that we made the decision at Longbox headquarters overall to bounce back and forth between the homes. I still love the homes. Don't get me wrong. But I love this variety, and it's it's kind of fun to be like, oh, oh, it's a Flash week, you know, and and mm-hmm. you get to go into it going, what's he going to sure. fight today, you know, and who's not going to be wearing pants, and, <laughs> and it's like it's just fun, it's just fun. Yeah, I agree really. with you a hundred percent, man. It's like I was kind of weary about it too. I was like, ah, I, the completionist in me felt like we need to finish the home series first, but this is a lot of fun to bounce back and forth between futuristic Mongo and Victorian England. It's it's just oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, Holmes and Watson are always putting on pants and stuff now. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm waiting for them to go pants off. <laughs> why didn't he just play it? If they do, I'm giving it a five. I'm just putting it out there. I don't care how bad the story is, I get a five. Watson, use your ray gun. <laughs> and get those pants off. Yeah, it's like, how, how much harder is it to solve a mystery out in public in just your skivvies? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Oh, man. And on that note, we'll we'll save the answer to that question for another day. We will get into the Mongo mailbag. We are thrilled to kick off these comments. Special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that are now entered into our quarterly drawings to win free swag that may include, but is not limited to, comic art, prints, comics, sometimes autographed by creators, trading cards, action figures, appearances on a long box show, lunchboxes, DVDs, CDs, and the list just goes on and on. They also enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com, and early access to special long box episodes. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Dave Collins, Blasted or Stash It, Gene Hendricks, Ivan the Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, Maxwell Traver, Mr. Lobotomy, Ross. Hey, I know that guy. (laughs) Are you Mr. Lobotomy? Yeah. Well, don't worry about that. Don't Rossman Show, Ronald Wynn. Tim, Bob Buster, Steve Cronin, Samantha Maney, and Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we miss you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? They won't let me still. Is it, is it okay to go pantsless to the club? 
One question yes. at a time. People. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, one, one question at a time, but the answer is yes. But it's simple. Just head over to patreon.com and search for Long Box Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Long Boss Crusade headquarters? You can't, and we're sending Flash over to your house to fight. <laughs> okay, we're kidding. We're not sending Flash. Please take a moment to write a review out for this podcast. Uh, even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on the next show. So we're going to move on to likes, shares, and retweets, and we should get started with Jared. All right. We're kicking this off with Aaron Headmoss. Elsa Dino left my wallet over there. <laughs> At the Elsa. Elsa, Elsa Dino. 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 Now you got to find a new musical, but you did it to <laughs> Next up is Alfonso J. Palachos. And then we have All New Sucks. Antonio Romano. Casey. Chris at PTO and Bad Books. Down the highway. What are you doing, Pat? Yeah, you've been on that vape pen too long, man. <laughs> um, next up is Clinton Robinson, Cuckoo Kachoo. There we have coffee and comics. Comics in the Golden Age. Dave Collins. That was just crazy, crazy old man. man. Next up is Dr. Multiverse. Then we have Gene Hendricks. Green Lantern HG. Hal Jordan. His name was Ivan. Ivan Chudley. Why, why Copa Cabana? Why is that song on your head? It's this Mongo. Mongo Mailbag. Next up, we have John Celestri. And then we have Justice's First Dawn. Next, we have Han Solo. Oh, sorry. Ken Solo. Ken Solo. Sorry about that. Craig Peterson needs Volume 1 Marvel team-ups. With Lobo Backwood over there. <laughs> Stop. You're just losing it. <laughs> Next up. Logan Garrett. There we have Lauren Skinkus. Next is Moz. Mike Laval. Mr. Spock with a feather in his hair. Next up, Patrick R. Carey. And Paul T. Smith. Reggie Reggie. Rick Heinichen. Son of a... <laughs> oh, our special guest, Rick Heineken. Oh, he's about to go flash Gordon on us. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. Fight you. Then we have a Robert Charles. Next up is Ross Michaud. Oh, sorry. Then we have skip. Ryan Daly. Secret Wars and Beyond podcast. Sphinx Magoo. Timmy. Tim Price. Come on down. <laughs> Next up is, you know what, Pat, you should take this one too. Unpacking the power of the power pack because the power pack power can't stop. You can't stop the power of the power pack power because the power pack power can't stop. Next up is Warlord Worlds. And then we'll wrap it up with Xenozoic Xenophiles. So we're just going to move right along to some comments we received on either the Facebook or the Twitters. All right. There's one from this guy named uh, me. <laughs> I wrote in to say, what a hoot. Sparkler rockets and all. 
And we appreciate you writing in, Rick. Okay, I'll take a comment from Ivan Chudley over in Merry Old England. And Ivan says, okay, in this flash is a polo player in the 1980s. He's a footballer. And in the late 80s DC comic run, he plays basketball. So my question is, what sport fits Flash the best? And I actually added to that comment and reminded him that in the 2007 sci-fi TV series, he's a long distance runner. So Flash has a myriad of... Of different sports abilities. So uh, quickly around the room, do you like him as a polo player? A foot, He calls him a footballer there in England, but he's a, an American football player, a uh, basketball player, or a distance runner. Jason? I think I got to go football player. All right. Delvin? I don't know. For some reason, I like polo. I'm good with that. Pat? I'm going to go, uh, well, which one do you have your pants off on? <laughs> Probably the distance runner would have the shortest shorts. Sure, yeah, you're right. Good point. Good point. I'm going to go with that then. Yeah, short okay. shorts. And Prick? I can't believe you guys didn't say it. Um, first of all, thank you very much for the PS Island. Uh, I, I didn't know you. And for that comment, I'm going to say uh, fighter. <laughs> I, you know what? I do like the twist of the long distance runner when I saw the sci-fi series. But I think ultimately he just plays best in Americana as a football player. So I'm going to agree with mm-hmm. Jason. But thanks for the question, Ivan. That's a, that's a good question. And we're glad you're liking the show. I'm going to take a next one from Unpacking the Power of the Power Pack because the Power Pack can't stop. And they say, a well done episode, gents. Ooh, we're calling it gents. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know you yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'll never happen again. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Not a bad start, but man, the sparklers struck in the back of a can made those rockets cheesy. Oh, and he said, oh, Cristatos, don't mistake those laser pistols for vape pens. Well, I think we found that out. Uh, I guess where I got the idea for coming back up here. Oh, I guess I should wrap this up. Uh, how about some self-flattery from uh, the Toronto cop? He says, D-Ray 1977 wins for best one-liners this cast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll finish the, the tweet. And he just says, I listened on the way home last night. Hashtag Flash Gordon fights everything jokes. And he does. And I'm not going to fight you on that. that <laughs> I'll just go ahead and wrap up with uh, another one from Ivan Chudley here. He said, had so much fun watching this. So many memories of watching this with my dad back in the day. A strong four. I would love to say I can't wait to see the next episode, but I have to confess I watched it all in one night. So I'll be having to rewatch as we go. Win win for me. Great show. Love listening to you all finding the love for this one. Thanks, Ivan. Sounds like you're really enjoying this uh, Flash episode. That's cool. He's got memories with his pops. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those always, you know, they, those hit me in the feels. We're glad to have you along with us for the ride. Well, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? <laughs> okay. Hold on a sec. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Pat. You, oh, hold on to this. Hold on my laser gun for me. Here. Yeah, let me find <laughs> All right, thank you. Well, you can find the long box to say. There's a parrot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he was on to something the whole time. Oh, what do you got here, what man? Oh, we're falling apart. Here, pass that around. <laughs> pass that around. Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find the Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you. Well, thank you, sir. And if you want to hear us on our trek through all of the James Bond films, you can check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, point the way. 
As usual, Sean Connery's in tonight. I heard it was no patch, and I wasn't going to miss out on that. <laughs> or as you call it, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it fit my schedule nicely. But check out my ray gun and my Mongo's boys. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you can find these lads talking James Bond over on iTunes and Google Play and most of your podcatchers at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter. You can hit them up at OHMSpod. I'm going to go air these out, boys. Can I hold that vape pen, Pat? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it from. This is good stuff, Pat. Thank you. It is. Mm. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Connery. Once again, your insight is something. All right. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat, kick us off. Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. I can be found at Christatos01 on the Twitter or the Instagram. Delvin? You can find me at Raygon turned into vape pen. No, no. D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. Rick, promote thyself. Well, you can find me and my Princess Aura, a.k.a. Jeff, <laughs> at doing our uh, podcast, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. We talk about... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about something kind of like the cereal. You know, we have normal humans that get caught up in space hijinks with rocket and aliens, mm. but mostly it's just about Power Pack. You can mm. also find us on Twitter, Facebook, or on our website. Just look up Jeff and Rick Present. Thank you very much, Rick. If you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, you can join us for our next episode on Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube, and please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode as we return to Earth our coverage of the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV series for The Case of the Careless Suffragette. The meetup location, 221B Baker Street, of course. 